Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, here to bring you the latest in all pop culture news, celebrity gossip, anything happening right now in Hollywood that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. Hi, welcome to another week of the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram. I have my co-host, Sister Ariel today. Um, I also have a very, very special guest. Looking her deep in her eyes. So pretty. (laughs) Erin Foster. Hi. Wait, do you manage your sister? I she wish, like, this is my goal in life, to be a Kris Jenner, but, like, we're not there yet. But oh, I yeah, know like, I'm going to be always, a sister. Did I really name you that, that, or did you name yourself I that? named myself that. She keeps saying, when can I quit my job? Like, I, I want to be like, a full-time sister. She needs to start, you gotta like... You got to do it. She also keeps saying 10%, 10%. I'm like, I should sign her on that now, so she knows she's <laughs> yeah. never getting more than that. I no. agree. 10% for a manager is pretty good. Yeah. 10%. Not a... You dime can, above that. Yeah, you're not going to get lower. More. Well, get me. Like, I have to quit my real-time job. What yeah, is your real-time go. job? So, I don't do anything that interesting. I work at a graduate school in their admissions office. That's cool. That means really? you're smart. Yeah, yeah you're doing did. something real. She studied uh, social work. Yeah. Master's degree in social work. Yeah, that's work. way yeah. more relevant than anything we're about to talk about. Yeah. That's true, but I really but, like <laughs> this shit. Like, yeah. this is, like, more... I'm more passionate about this than my actual job. I get that. But yeah. we're talking about you today, Erin. Oh, so I love talking like, about you. Yeah. So first of all, Aaron Foster, everyone, I'll just tell you real quick that I think you were my first like celeb follow on Instagram. Do I count as a celeb? Yeah. I count you. Thank you. I count you. And I will say that I even remember, I have a good memory, so don't Uh be freaked out. Okay. Um, (laughs) <laughs> don't freak out um, I think when I started following you I think you had like a hundred something K followers and I kept uh-huh. thinking like she deserves so much more she's so oh, funny she's so this you. and then you had this like huge jump like in the last I don't know the what last, the jump was when it was yeah I don't know what it there was there was there was I like so. I feel like I mean you were always kind of known and like you were doing things and you had Barely Famous which mm-hmm. I watch and loved yeah. it was so I funny that. I so wish that it would I know. come back we all do but I will Listen, it got canceled, and it's one of these things where we had this special show that we didn't know what it was going to be like. We had this feeling that we had stumbled upon an idea that was like unique and interesting, and then we sold it to a network that was willing to let us make exactly what we pitched to them. But which was VH1. VH1. But VH1 doesn't make comedy, and they don't. Mm-hmm. They didn't really know mm-hmm. how to make a comedy, and. Our executives from VH1 like really believed in the show, but their hands were always tied because VH1 is in like 
reality TV and it's just not good what their Bravo. special sauce was. I know, but you know what the funny thing is that we actually pitched it to Bravo. They put this like extremely low level person in the room with us. We pitched it to them. They passed, said no. And then we sold it to VH1. Then it started to kind of hit. And then someone from Bravo up higher was like, why didn't you bring me this show? Oh. We were like, we did. And you passed on it because you didn't take us seriously. Oh, no. And then, you know, networks don't love to buy a show that like failed somewhere else oh. and technically got canceled. Mm. Um, so it just has this weird life in it where people still find it. They still talk to us about it all the time right. and it still feels relevant. Because it was really funny. It I was mean, really it was, funny. I can't, I have, feel like I can say, cause there's so many people involved other than myself. It was a really great show. It was a really great show. And I wonder if it'll ever like get a reboot. I know. Well, Sarah and I are developing a couple of things together right now. And I think one of them could end up having a vibe that, would satiate that feeling, but we can't like recreate the same show over and over again or else we're not um, inventive, I guess. Right. And you're a writer. I'm right? a writer. Yeah. That's my, my trade. That's your trade and your Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> like category, right? I mean, I think <laughs> from model. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it says on there. It says like, it, I definitely doesn't say public figure. I think it's embarrassing when people put that. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's like, it's it's like really you're funny. deciding you're a public figure. <laughs> you know? Also, no, but usually people that write that aren't a public, public figure. Not public. I find True. people all the time. I'm like, I don't have any idea who you are. You're like someone's <laughs> wife. You're like an athlete's wife. And you say public figure, like you yeah. decided you're a public figure. Yeah. But like, the world did not decide you're a public exactly. figure. I don't think any real... Yeah. person would put that yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm not going to mm-hmm. decide for myself that I'm a public figure I think it does say writer on there it does say writer on there and you were working that's on that's my health insurance so I feel like I can call myself <laughs> a writer <laughs> you're working on you were working on daddy daddy issues, issues yeah is that happening I was super excited for you also dead um yeah oh. it got it didn't get picked up we shot the pilot so it got really far in the process at Fox last year and um then it just didn't it didn't get picked up Network TV is a really strange thing. Yeah. It really kind of like killed my soul. Really? Yeah. It's a. Because it was like exciting and then didn't happen. You know, it's one of those things where it's really exciting and also the people who are buying the idea from you, everything that they say they love it for is the first thing that they strip it of. Mm. So everything they say they want you to do for them is the first thing that they take out of the script and say like, we're not ready for that. Or you have to speak to middle America and you have to explain who everybody is and you can't have a character that's unlikable and you can't have this. And it's just not in line with how I write or how I feel. And the money is really great and you have access to this massive audience if it gets on TV. So it kind of draws you in and makes you think like, this is what success is going to look like. So I have to kind of go along with it. But then as you're going along with it, you keep thinking, I'm making decisions that I know are wrong and that I know are hurting the thing that I'm making, but I'm just like playing with in the big game right now and I have to go you along have to with go it. go along with it. And then, I mean, there's not, not, not really a world where you can like make your own rules unless you're producing it, like doing everything. And that's, I mean, with Barely Famous, I think the reason why it worked is because we did make our own rules because we were on a network that kind of like needed us because people liked what it was, what we were doing and it was like funny and they didn't have anything like it. So we had a little bit more leverage, Mm -hmm. but when you're working, that's a cable network. So when you're working at a, at a proper uh, network like Fox, you're just, 
you they they win. They win. Right? They just yeah, win yeah, every yeah. time. And and even when they know that the decision isn't making a better show, it's like a formula that they, they don't know how to quit using. Yeah. You know, so I are think, you saying they always have to make sure everything is like very PC? You're sort of the show is mm-hmm. is likable to every kind of person. Yeah. There's a lot of um, wrote like a really smart, witty, yeah. I'm assuming sarcastic. The script I think was script. probably a lot better than the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it, it they want to water a lot of things down. They don't yeah. want jokes to be um, hard to understand. Mm-hmm. If it's like if it's a kind of a sarcastic joke that you might have to think about, they don't like that. Mm. Um, and then you know, it's like these two best friends sound too similar. We need you to distinguish. We need like the smart friend and then the quirky friend and they sound too similar. And I'm going, well, best friends have the same sense of humor and best friends finish each other's sentences and like have all the same inside jokes. That's how best friends talk. Right. It's okay if the dialogue's sort of interchangeable mm-hmm. in the jokes, you know? And they would be like, no, 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 we need a line here that says, you know, well, you know me, I'm the logical one. So I, and I'm like, you really need that? You think that sounds like good That's TV? That's crazy because Fox, sort of in my head at least, obviously because of like known reasons, but Fox is like the most conservative of like the networks. Yeah, probably. I mean they are for news, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they are for programming mm-hmm. um, scripted. Mm. Uh, listen, they have great stuff and, and, and every network has good shows and less good shows and good people and right. people who are making the best decisions. But I think the truth is, is that TV is changing and everyone's just panicking and no one really knows the right thing to do. And so I think what happens is people say, we want this because it feels different and exciting. And then when they get into the, you know, grit of it, they're scared to make something that feels edgy and fresh and exciting because that's not what they're used to doing. And they want to, they're trying to save a network. Right. You know what I think, Erin? There's a saying in Hebrew that says, if it's yours, it's yours. Mm-hmm. So that one wasn't. Yeah, I agree and with the that. one is. Yeah, you know? I actually kind of let go of things pretty, pretty easily. Oh, good. So you don't need my Hebrew. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, I'm over it. Okay? <laughs> no, it's funny. I think that when you are a writer, you have to learn to let go of a lot of things because you work really hard to have, to make something. And then when it doesn't get picked up or it gets canceled or something, you have to just move on to the you next thing. On. It's part it's of the business. It's something Sarah and I always struggle with because she can't move on. Oh, she gets she can, stuck. She's the stuck one? She's the one who needs that Hebrew saying. Yeah, she gets really <laughs> be stuck. Like Sarah. It's your, she gets really yours. stuck on it and she keeps, like, she's still to this day She'll be like, I mean, it's just insane that Barely Famous was canceled. I'm like, Sarah, that was four <laughs> years seen, ago. I think I've seen her post about it. Like she when can't people get write over to her about it. it. She cannot get over it. Because I think when you're so proud of something that you do yeah. and you think it's good, which it which sounds like it's obvious, like, oh, you think it's good, but usually people are very critical of themselves. Yeah. So it's not that easy to say, wow, I made a great show. It was so funny. It was so great. So the fact that you're both saying it isn't like, you know. No, we're you, not like egotistical right. people. We're very self-deprecating. So I think sometimes just like magic comes out of something and it just kind of worked in a way that I can't explain. I, know, I kind of feel like I need to binge it again now. It's kind of a good binge. A lot it of, is. a lot of, I get messages all the time of people who are still discovering it. No, it's so good. It's so good. Um, we're going to take a break real quick and be right back. So like I said, you are my first celeb uh, follower, and I just want to tell people, too, that they probably know this about you if they follow you, but that you're you just like even on Instagram, you convey a very like down to earth kind of feeling, even when you're, you know, joking about knowing celebrity, like Mm -hmm. it comes across as a joke. And like we all know 
Well, we don't all know, so we're going to get you to say it. I'm okay. sorry if you've said it a hundred times. Okay. Your family tree. Oh, okay. You're connected to like uh-huh. a million people. <laughs> yeah. Including, I think my mom, you know, my mom asked him today, are you going to ask her if she's close with her stepsisters? I had no idea what she was talking <laughs> oh about. God. I'm like, mom, you no. said that? Yeah. And I go, I go, I go, mom, because they blanked on me for a second. And she's like, the Hadids. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And then I was like, and I, I knew, I know about this family tree. I think uh-huh. once I even, did you put up something or like. Vanity Fair did like a foster family tree mm. once that it seems to be like our mothership of explaining it. <laughs> like just go there, everyone. Find yeah. the Vanity Fair. Do you Fair even know all of it? Like, yeah, I know all of you it. You know all of it. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's not easy to explain to people, I guess. But I can yeah. try. It's just that your dad was married to, to a couple different women and yeah. they have kids. So they're your, okay, yeah. but go. But my mom too has also been married. Mm. And so I have step siblings on that side as well. Um, so you want me to give it to you? I want you to give, first of all, you, Sarah and J- Jordan, yeah. who lives in New York. Yes. Um, and I do want to ask you about that later just because we're three sisters too. So Great. it's definitely I'll interesting give it to you. to hear that mm-hmm. kind of dynamic. Because we need advice also. No, I'm just okay. kidding. Okay, um, uh, So, yeah, the tree. Um, okay. It is long, though. I don't know. Cut me off because I don't okay. know how much time we have. Okay. My mom and my dad uh, were married at one point. You know, they had three kids together, me, Sarah, and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Before that, my dad had been married um, previously to a woman named BJ and had a daughter named Amy. Uh-huh. Um, she's a writer. And previous to that, he had had a daughter who he gave up for adoption when he was like 19. So she's our oldest sister. Her name's Allison. Uh, and we, in touch. We met her when I was like 21. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in Canada. Oh, wow. And and so then that brings you to, then that's five girls my dad has. Oh, wow. Um, so then he married, he left my mom and married Linda Thompson Jenner. She had been divor- divorced from Bruce Jenner. So her two sons are Brandon and Brody Jenner. Those oh, are my stepbrothers. Okay. Um, and then uh, their mom was Linda, their dad was Bruce, and then Bruce married Chris. So my stepbrothers, stepsisters were the Kardashians. Kardashians. So when we were kids, you know, birthday parties, like you're all Everyone, together because yeah. it's like you're each other's family on different sides. Wait, so the last wife was Yolanda, though. Yeah, so then he was with Linda for 20 years. So Brandon and Brody were our stepbrothers for 20 years. And then they broke up. And then at another later date, my dad married Yolanda Hadid. She has three kids. So then Gigi, Bell, and Anwar were our step-siblings. Meanwhile, our mom was with this like amazing guy named Ron Fujikawa for 11 years. Oh. He had three sons. So our mom was with him, and our, his three sons became our stepbrothers. He passed away. And his sons are will always be our stepbrothers. They'll always be our family, and because our parents never broke up. And he, one of them married Kate Hudson. Yeah, and then he ended up. It was. It's really like kind of this beautiful. Wild I read thing. that, and I thought it was. Did you yeah. put it up on Instagram? And yeah, sound like I think because really when story. she was when she was born, because they named her after Ron, my stepdad. Danny's was a really dad. special person. The most amazing guy ever. Yeah, I have his name tattooed on my arm. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Ronnie. And they removed like every... Is that... No, it's just... They, I did a really faint one. It's like gray. Oh, that's so nice. That's so sweet. And so I've had Ronnie on my na- on my arm for like five years since he passed away. And then Kate and Danny named their daughter Ronnie. Oh, my so God. Cute. Wait, that's is, so, did, your nice dad, did your dad like say, why didn't you... Get David? <laughs> no, because... Oh, on my arm? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still alive. Oh, you got it after he passed yeah, away. Yeah, I got it after okay, he died. Okay, so that's a good... Yeah. You know. No, my dad was always really great. He just knew that we really loved our stepdad. And, like, he understands. He's had a lot of families, you know? Yeah. And he's, like, we've been through a lot with a lot of different 
stepkids and like we've never lived with our dad before um and he always lived with his stepkids so it's just kind of a complicated like dynamic when you're growing up and so i but think you're close with him yeah i'm really close you're with really him close but with i think him. everyone just has to be kind of forgiving of Cl- closeness yeah there's a lot of people and sometimes you get something from one person you don't get from another and my dad was actually really it was kind of wonderful because even though he was a little bit like kind of like he knew how much we loved our stepdad. But then when our stepdad got sick, my dad really stepped in and helped him a lot. And like my dad has so many resources. He can really like bring the best doctors or get you like pushed into a hotel room. If I'm sorry, not a hotel, a hospital room if you can't get in. And he ended up stepping in and like really um, actively participating and helping Ron like his, you know, um, sickness. And Mm. so it was kind of a nice way for us to like bond over that. Oh, that's nice. That's so beautiful. So now... Uh, Kate Hudson, who's your friend, no big deal, yeah. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> big deal. We're really good, good friends with Kate Hudson. Sarah went to high school with her. So the big joke is like Sarah was really cool and I was like not at all. I mean, among my friends I was, but but Sarah's friends would never give us the time but of day. But she's older. Sarah's older, but she's only one grade older. Mm-hmm. And 18 months older, but like in school, you know, you're one year older. But Sarah was just inherently cool from birth. She just never had an awkward moment or a stage. She was always straight A's without even blinking. She was like the smartest in the class. She also was like the captain of every sports team. She was also like effortlessly beautiful. She never needed like braces. She just was like, didn't go through awkward stage. And I was the opposite of all those. Like I like couldn't get a straight, a good grade in school. I was like, was so bad at sports that I could barely stay on a team. And I was just really like awkward. And it was just that must have been shitty. So hard. It was, oh my it God. was really shitty. I mean, you shitty. can laugh about it now, but yeah. I'm assuming then it wasn't. It was not funny it to me at the funny. time. I did not have a sense of humor about it at all. Wait, I but like, Jordan was younger than you. Jordan was younger than me. She's the baby. She's the baby. So mm-hmm. how, what's the difference between you and her? Jordan's three years younger than me. Okay. Oh, so y'all are pretty close in age, though. Yeah, not too bad. Sarah and Jordan are five years apart, so like they didn't really know each other. I don't think growing up, mm. and they, I was really close with Jordan because Sarah really wouldn't give me the time of day, and all I wanted was to like have Sarah as my best friend, oh and she God, would not so talk to me. And so <laughs> I went to the next best thing, which was my little sister, who I can control. You know, I can tell her what to do and her who to like and like who to hang out with. So then it felt good to be like the top dog, you know, yeah. and have someone I can control. So when did you get hot and cool? Um, in my 20s. Mm. Yeah, it was really? a long time. I mean, it took a minute for sure. But Maybe you were like always, 20. I mean, you I were always grew. tall and like blonde and stood no, out. No, I was, I'm not really, none of us are actually blonde. Oh, okay. We're all brunettes. Really? Mm-hmm. Sarah's hair is really dark naturally and mine's like medium brown. This mm-hmm. is boring, but we're not blonde. But, um... I was like kind of fat in high school, and that's no, not an exaggeration. You were not. You're exaggerating. If anyone who's listening knew me in high school or middle school, you can confirm this. I'm sure nobody <laughs> talks to me or listens to me now. But um, yeah, I had like double D boobs, and I was I'm, okay. I don't want to be go on record saying like what is fat or skinny or yeah, like what yeah, size okay. we're not is good Jamila, or bad. Jamila, you right now. But, thank you. But like <laughs> to be in Malibu. Yeah. Right. Wow, so if so you're hard. in Malibu, let's already take the scale of what's fat and skinny and let's right, like right. put it to an unrealistic standard. Mm-hmm. And so in that world, I was like, I don't want to say sizes, but let's say I was six times, six sizes up from what That's I am what now. That's what it felt like to you. No, no, I was. Oh. In reality, I was six sizes up from what I am oh, today. Okay. And I won't wow. say the sizes to decide yeah. what's fat oh, or skinny. Okay, okay. But 
I'm six sizes smaller now than I was then. So I was like, I had a different body. It was definitely and Sarah not was always like skinny and always modeling. Skinny. Yeah. And it wasn't she was fun. actually a model. She was actually a model. Yeah. She was actually not a model. until after high school though. Mm. Yeah. And no, she was hard. in even now, right? Yes. I but that was that. more recent. That was like five or six years ago. Really? So was, was that recent? Six years ago? I don't know when that show came out, but Something I remember. Something like that. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Were you, so you were jealous of her like in high school and stuff like that? Yeah. It was not like, it's hard to say. Like I kind of hate like the idea of jealousy because it's not necessarily that you want what the person has. You just want to be a part of it. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Kind of like that. That's really nice. Yeah. That's really nice. And then after that, you became freaking I grew into myself. And no, then, but also your relationship with Sarah. Yeah. Sarah and I got close when I was in my 20s. Like she kind of started giving me the time of day. And I also, <laughs> I think, stopped caring and stopped needing it. Like there was a point where I clearly, and this is, I think, really important for everybody because I think everyone has a version of this. I had a narrative that I lived by, which was like, I don't know how to be as good as Sarah at anything. I don't know how to be as tall or as skinny or as beautiful or as popular, all these things. And I define myself on my role in my relationship with her. Mm -hmm. Even though the outside world, I could be anything I wanted to be, but I felt really stuck in this one role. And I let it define me, and that was my narrative. Like Ashley Simpson and Jessica when she came out with Shadow. (laughs) Was it Shadow? But Wait, it, wasn't, it, was it was shadow. It was shadow. It was about yes, that. It was she came shadow. out of the shadow. I That's love so Ashley Simpson, by the way. I know. I, That's lo- so I love true. that song, actually. But too. it wasn't even about like <laughs> Sarah. Sarah's not like it. It's I guess those two sisters is just the two of them or whatever. Like we have a big family yeah. and it's not just about like one person in the family. It's, it's that when you have a big family, you have a role in that family, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has that. When you yeah. have siblings when you have parents, all these people look at you and they're like, Oh, you're the, this one. And you just live by that. And there was a point in my life in my early twenties where I literally just stopped. I was like, I'm no longer going to define myself by these five things that I don't like. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pick a group of people that really appreciate the things that I am bringing to the table that are going to value this other thing. And I'm going to see if I can get traction over here. And I stopped banging my head against a wall, trying to be something yeah. that I wasn't going to be. And as soon as I stopped comparing myself to someone else and I stopped trying to live up to something, everything got easier. Everything changed. And then yeah. I, I was able to grow into myself and I was able to feel beautiful. And then I honestly even like got skinny. Not that that's like the goal, but I was that's holding on to... Not a goal, Jamila Jamil. Okay. I know okay. I'm like so scared to get in trouble. <laughs> but like you do sometimes feel like, oh, this isn't my body. I'm like holding on to something. And then you like let it go and you grow into yourself and you blossom. And you're like, this is who I wanted to be the whole time. I just didn't know how. And yeah. it, I think it's just a lot about accepting who you actually are instead of who you want to be. And then you kind of become who you want to be. That's why I always say, and I've said this lately, because when I turned 30, I didn't have the like, like cry about it I literally said and it felt kind of cheesy to say it so quickly but I literally said I've noticed so many things about myself that I like more that I know myself more that mm-hmm. even in little things which Ariel makes fun of me but little things like the the fact that I you know offered you a drink and you said no maybe five years ago you would have had a drink because I offered you one and uh-huh. you would have had it you know what I mean yeah she's not pregnant everyone she just <laughs> didn't pregnant. want to drink today but um I mean it's like two in the afternoon for the record yeah for the record <laughs> if, we, if you came at 11 it would be offered um but I'm just saying like and I noticed those things like 
If I don't want to have a drink, I won't have a drink. If yeah. I don't want to meet this person, I won't meet this person. Even in those small things. You just have better things, boundaries. Yeah, like as you, you grow older, you, you get to know yourself and you're your boundaries. You're not there, Ariel, so you can I, sit I, this no, one out. I am. <laughs> How old are you, Ariel? 26. 20. You're so young. So, it's so beautiful. I'm still in jealous. mid-20s, and I do feel She's like I'm so different than you are. what I was when I was 22. Mm-hmm. I feel like as you grow older, you get to know yourself. You get to, like, you don't want... You don't care as much about what people think of you. You want to surround yourself with people that actually yeah. I have like, like you no friends because like I'm like these people don't deserve their. And I'm just yeah, kidding. no, I think in your twenties, unless you're Ariel and you're an old soul, <laughs> but a lot of times in your twenties, you feel like you have to justify what you want to someone yeah. or justify having what you want or needing or just justify being there, and you're apologizing all the time. And I had like really bad boundaries with guys for sure. I would I'd go on a first date and I would know emphatically like I don't like this person but guys are pushy and they'd be like when am I seeing you again how's Thursday how's Friday when am I seeing you I want to see you what's the problem what I'm not good enough for you and I'd be like okay let's go out Saturday yeah and all of a sudden I'm like dating someone that I don't even like (laughs) because I didn't think I was entitled to say no it's really true and as soon as I was in my 30s I was like oh you know what I actually think you're great but you're just not right for me and I'm not interested in going on a second date and like what's he gonna do murder me right I mean honestly he could but I've survived so So far survived and She's and rocking an S necklace, everyone. Yeah, which I not, thought was Sarah. I know it's not for Sarah. Did he get you it? Did he did? It? Yeah, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's so nice. Here's my name. <laughs> I know. Well, I kind of told him that's what I wanted. That's nice. I think that's I went sweet. to buy it for myself, and he was like, "It's February soon. Can you just let me that's get so it?" Cute. So, how long have you guys been dating? For almost a year. And you, so like 11 months, I guess. And yeah. he seems like the guy now. He's the guy. Yeah, for sure. Aww, he mo- we moved in together technically saw, this so weekend. I saw yesterday, but you know what's funny? Okay, I'm going to be honest because I'm an honest person. So Sarah put up <laughs> something that he put up, which yeah. was like 818. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or buy 818? Yeah, exactly. Or buy No, buy. Okay, and then I was like 818. So it's I love this area code and I see California and I'm like, <laughs> but then maybe it's like San Diego and he's it's moving. Like the, it's the address of a building. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the address of a building that he's been living in for like 12 oh, years. so dramatic, Simon. You're not moving from the North Pole. It's been like really, <laughs> uh, it's been really hard for him. <laughs> he's been really struggling because what happened was we were, we're moving in together. And so we both own Is our- Is he moving in with you? No. So mm. so that's not the goal. That's exciting, first of all. Yeah, so let's just take a pause. We're moving like, in together. Like, very yeah, excited. So I haven't exciting. lived with a boyfriend since I was 19 years old. It was Chad Michael Murray. No big deal. No anyway, way. Yeah. Stop. Uh, Different story. Wait, don't you and Sarah say like clank? Like is oh, clank? Yes, clank. Yeah, I didn't even know isn't that. Such a good clang. Yeah, you really. Ariel's um, paying more attention. I mean, she should start. You know. <laughs> Um, so we decided that we both own our places. We both don't want to sell our places. So we want to like rent our places out and then take that money and rent a house together so mm-hmm. we can like test it out, see what part of town in LA we want to be in. And like, we don't want to rush into buying a house together because it just puts too much stress on when mm-hmm. you're like, you should take your time to buy a house. Wait, so he lives in California, but not in the area that you do. No, we both live really close to each other. Oh. We're both sort of around <laughs> Beverly Hills. 818 is just an address. <laughs> it's like a address on a street. It's oh. not, it's not an, um, I thought it was like an area. Okay, it's like as if no, like I'm like four for five, like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Because he's lived in this building for 12 years. It's oh, the indeed. only place he's lived since college, and so and his parents. So it's like very dear to him, and it's it was sort of the epicenter of his single life. And like two years, he renovated his condo to be like his perfect place, and, and it is it? beautiful. Oh, it he, is? It's like a hotel. I I've basically been living there for the last 10 months, 11 months, and it's like. 
living in a hotel. He's just, he's very clean. He's very like that grown doesn't up. happen with he dudes. He has no. beautiful taste, like phenomenal taste. He has glass carafts of water next to the bed no, with like a cork in the top. And like that's how he drinks Stop. his water. He's really like has his shit together. That's so funny. And, and so we've been staying at his place um, the majority of the time. Cause like I have a nice place too, but Simon's like a guy's guy. He is not trying to like live in my place. It just goes against his like nature. Mm-hmm. And I like that he's like the man in the relationship. So we stay at his place. So we both put our places on the market to rent them out. And like the first day he put his up, some, this like hot model came about and was like, <laughs> I want to live here and offered like a great deal. And so he had to be out by Sunday. So then he had to move into my place today, yesterday. Oh my God. Um, which was not the plan. And it's his manhood is is suffering. His pride is... Wait, so you moved in one... But you're actively looking for a place. Yes. So it's not going to be like... It's temporary. It's temporary. We just yeah. don't know when we're going to find the perfect house. So. What's like right. the good... What's, I've, you wouldn't believe this. I've never been to Los You've Angeles. You've never been to LA? I'm no. coming in May. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm coming in May for the first time. <gasps> it's so weird because like I'm from New York, but uh-huh. I've lived in Israel for a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. And so when I live in New York, I'm like visiting family in Israel. And when I lived in Israel, I'm visiting family in New York. So like I traveled in Europe and stuff, but I've ne- never got to do like the small in the US, like yeah. US things. Yeah. That's so, so great. That's yeah. exciting. You're going to come there. Okay. I we'll know. have to hang. Yeah, we will. So I'm coming. So I don't know anything. So okay. I want to stay in West Hollywood. Yeah. Because I feel like I need to like be there, right? Yeah, sure. First I was like, Venice, like I'll ride a bike. And I was like, no, I won't. Venice is great. And you will ride a bike if you're there. (laughs) I'll fucking ride the bike for the picture, okay? But it's not close to anything. I mean, listen, LA is what, it's easy. You can kind of get wherever. Yeah. Every, the thing is, is there's not, it's not like there's an area to be in necessarily. It's really what you are looking for, what you want. You're not looking to live there. you always hear like everything's so far away and traffic is like an hour and. It is and it isn't. I think that, um, there are friend groups that all kind of cluster in certain parts of Mm. town and you're either like you, every, all your friends are in Silver Lake. So you're an East side person, which means Mm. you're kind of like artistic and a little edgier, maybe like musicians or whatever. And there's like a lot of, I got a lot of Brentwood moms in my group. Okay. I got a lot. (laughs) of white Brentwood moms that are just like their kids go to school on the west side and like they're wearing workout clothes and they're getting coffee oh my and God. that's like the Brentwood vibe. Um, and there's like I live Calabasas. in Beverly Hills. It's just like central. Oh, Beverly Hills. I know it sounds like really fancy and snobby, yeah. but I lived in West Hollywood for all through my 20s. It's just that you spend a lot of time in the car just because it's not walkable. Mm, not like and New York. And then there's a lot of traffic. So, But there's worse traffic in New York. I don't know why yeah. we get a bad rap for having worse traffic than you guys. You guys you have like way New worse York? traffic. Do you like being here? I love New York. Are I'm you really- more... You kind of like have a New York vibe. Thank you. talk you. fast. You're I like, appreciate it. You're like... You're, um, your sense of humor is like dry. Yeah. You're like bitter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> like usually, <a> <laughs> but usually New York, like you have a New York vibe. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm wondering, do you like coming here and like. I love being in New York and I always thought I would live here at some point. I don't know why. And I never it didn't did. happen. It just never happened. But I would really love to. Simon and I have talked about how in like a fantasy world, in this fantasy, we're like super rich and we could like have disposable cash everywhere. And we just would love to have a place in New York and a place in LA and just yeah. like go That'd back and forth. Perfect. And yeah. surprisingly, you're cool with flights, right? Yeah. Okay, because I'll just say, Aaron, like, uh, okay, so when, when um, I, I always followed Aaron on Instagram and then she started following me and I was like, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> and then, um, 
and I was starting to say before that you're super down to earth and I could tell, I could tell on Instagram really, like I have like a radar for it. Like I'll tell you about even bachelor people. Yeah. So you could really tell. So I feel like you're one of those people that people can tell that you're like down to earth, that you, you, you answer people in your comments. I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm really about that too. Like even I answer Yvonne. <laughs> you oh my God. You, you Amanda. Do? I'm really into like, if somebody's like, I love that sweater. Exactly. I, go, I got it from Aritzia. I got it about two summers ago. It might not still be there, but there's this website you can use. <laughs> I get excited to share things. The thing is like, right, you're not going to answer every LOL or everything. But if someone's asking me a question or complimenting me, which is why I live, then of course I'm going to say thank you. And of course I'll find the time to say like, but I'm sure like, do you get any hate? I feel like you probably don't get trolls. I I have to say I do not get a lot of hate. I really don't. I really don't get a lot of hate. And I talk about this with Simon all the time. He's like, it's shocking that no (laughs) one hates on you. I I get a little, but it's like 3%. I mean, it is very minimal. But don't you feel like from knowing from Amanda, it's just nice to see how nice people are. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we always feel like we live in a very shitty world with everything that like happens all the time. But then you see like people say such amazing things. I'm like, this is why I have this Instagram. Like, it's like, they're so encouraging. I get such nice messages from people that are like proud of me things that you're like wait yeah. like, do I need yeah. friends anymore yeah. like who needs anyone get out of my life I have these followers it sucks very you sweet. in I think I do think that people respond when they think that you're being genuine and then they feel Mm -hmm. connected to it. And I think a lot of people put out this very fake persona and they really lean into their own privilege. And I just don't, I've never connected with the idea of like trying to show off privilege that you have and make other people feel jealous of your life. Instead, I like to draw attention to the privilege and be like, how ridiculous is this? Or like joke about it. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. definitely Barely Famous was meant to um, really shine a light on celebrity privilege and making us the butt of the joke that we aren't ever getting the table at the right place or whatever. But now you kind of are though. Yeah, sometimes. But listen, like everything, there's a hierarchy like relative, anywhere yeah. you go. And one day someone, you know, can think I'm really cool and love me and want to give me a great, you know, table or something like this. And then the next day you get like shoved in a corner for, you're you know, not like, yeah. a reality star. And right. it's like, you just can't base your own self-worth on how other people perceive your relevance right. level because yeah. it's going to change all the time. But it's so funny because... Um, Simon was FaceTiming with his like cousin who works at like a, a real estate place that has like glass wall offices or something like that. And there was some girl in the background and she came over. She's like, I know who that is. That's Simon. And he was like, how do you know? And she's like, he, that's Aaron Foster's <laughs> boyfriend. And he was like, that's really funny. His Simon's friends make fun of him for this all the time. He's a very private what does person. He do in, does, is he a business guy? He's a business guy. Yeah. He's not trying to be on anyone's Instagram. Yeah. And but you do tag him and stuff. So I people know, can probably start following but him. But he's private. So okay. he won't accept anybody. But um, afterwards he hung up and the girl said to Simon's cousin, he was like, she was like, you know, he better, he better be good to her because she really deserves this and he better not hurt her. And he was like, wait, what? You're like protective of Aaron. And I thought that's really sweet. That like, that's really how sweet. girls feel about me, that they really know how special it is that, that is I found so nice. Life. Yeah. That's the thing. Like what it's will really Sarah cute. make fun of you for now? I know. For me, no, she manages though. Girlfriend. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For feeling sorry for Simon. But is that true? I feel like you're a good girlfriend. I would say that Simon would say I am 
the craziest person he's ever known. What? But that I'm not a crazy girlfriend. Like I don't get jealous or possessive. We've never had a fight over um, trust, jealousy, like anything like that. And like any of those things. But I am like, I am very particular to a point. He thinks it's very forgiving when I say particular. He's like, that's a very nice way of saying like, you're like a difficult human. Yeah, I'm just very like, I don't do well. I'm not easygoing. I don't do well when plans change at the last minute. I don't do well when like I'm hungry and there's a line at the restaurant. I don't do well when like, Things are and he seems like unexpected. a chill, like like baseball cap he's dude. The like most easygoing person. But that's ever. what people like us need because I'm yeah. like that too. And like my husband, I can be like, <sighs> like like and hold to see that say, and hold, not say a thing. I'll just like, be like, he'll like, like, just be like. And, and you'll ask him, that's, a, I mean, that's the difference here. Like, you'll be like, is Amanda crazy? And he'll just be like, no. Like, he doesn't even think I'm crazy, which is even more insane. And he's been with me for 10 years uh-huh. and he's experienced fucking like, insanity. Going insane. Uh-huh. So I can tell you as uh, someone who's been married and, yeah. and, you know, with someone for 10 years, it's so important to have someone be indifferent to that shit. Yes. And not, because you see, when I see couples break up over the dumbest shit, I know it's because they just respond to each other instead mm-hmm. of one person being like, okay, let her like yes. go wild. And Simon let me- knows like his role is to be the same, like, the consistent, steady person that I can rely on in my like chaos. He can't be chaotic because there's no room for that. And he gets it. And I think he likes his role. Cause he's also like has stability. He doesn't have like a job like yours. He's not in the industry and yeah, like blah, blah, blah. He, and like he has ownership of his own lane and his own career. That's his own thing. So he's not like, he doesn't need me for anything. He right. doesn't have to rely on me for anything. We both have our own things going on. And I think that like, my, and I told him this, my dream marriage was always like me at a dinner party, like offending someone or saying something like ridiculous or telling some story or whatever. And, and everyone looking at him and him like, I don't know what to tell you. Like my wife's crazy. Like I, I can't, I don't know. I, don't, I can't help you. Yeah. Like that they aren't like upset they're by hard, it. Yeah. They're just kind of That's like, basically a they've, my husband. they've just resigned to the idea that yeah. they, they're worth a crazy That's so funny person. That was your like vision. I, Cause I always had boyfriends that made me feel bad about mm, who I they was. They would be like, why'd you say that? Yeah. Like you sounded dumb. Exactly. That's really like that joke too. didn't land. Like, why do you always like say things that are inappropriate or why are you always like, you know, I, I just always have boyfriends that were really critical and I just don't thrive with that. I'm not a strong enough uh, person where I can be like, no, fuck you. Like I am who I am. I get embarrassed. So then I like shut down and then I'm in a relationship where I can't be myself. Yeah, right. And well, so, so I want to be, I have to be with someone who really embraces and like likes who I am. And Simon is like that. So that makes my, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. I can't me. wait to like see a ring on that. You're telling me to let him know. He'll listen Wait, to this. He always nails listens. like always oh, really? manicured. You're like, like honestly, what's up? You're my like, nails look beautiful right they now. Really do. They they're look perfect. Stunning. They're they very do. they're real. I don't know if it's an LA thing to say, but they're it mine. It is an LA thing to say. Someone said to me look yesterday, my, I mean, "Your hair I, is so these long." These are mine done. By I don't the way. even want to show mine because it's guys. really embarrassing. No, no, no. We're no, not. First of all, and you look super natural too. Like I feel like you haven't done anything. No, I'm natural. I mean, I've had a nose job. I love it. That I know, but. 
That I've I never touched my lips or done anything weird. But also you posted about your fear of elevators and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, same seas because I think when you have that fear, like I've always felt super alone in it. And even though my husband has this way, he'll literally make me feel so normal. He's like, everyone has it. Like, what's the big deal? When I'll be like, how am I going to go up? Like, what am I going to do? He's like, just ask the doorman to take you. Like he, he acts mm. like it's no big deal because he doesn't get the like, when you carry this around, you live in New York or in Israel even. Let me give a real example. In Israel, even though it's super industrial and it's a city in Tel Aviv and everything, most places I went to aren't giant buildings. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. even if people live in a building, it was four floors. You walk I never yeah. had the issue. I moved to New York and I realized, and I so I didn't even have to think about my fear mm-hmm. all the time. Then I moved to New York and it's like every day I have to go up to this floor. Every apartment we looked at was on a certain floor. I wasn't going to be like, we can't live there because we ended up living on the fourth floor. But uh, jobs, interviews, uh-huh. he used to come with me to interviews and like take me up and then like wait downstairs when he first moved been here there, from Israel. Been there. So when I saw that on your story and you were open about it. I was like, oh, my God. So so even today, by the way, I'll just say that Aaron came over and I forced her to, <laughs> to take the elevator with me. And then I felt bad because you got nervous. And I was like, oh, I curled up on the floor. <laughs> she Wait, you I was in a fetal she position. Did. She was in a fetal position. Well, you I know. really, really I know. I didn't, I didn't. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I have done that. I mean, it's good that we did it because we survived. But I, I do just feel do better really about bad it or no? Like after you do it. No, I got stuck in Simon's building with him like two months ago. I couldn't even post it because I, I was like, I can't even like draw attention to Wait, this. Wait, so what kind of, does it have a doorman? He, it's a doorman building. He uh, was on the 12th floor and you have to take an elevator. So, so every how did time, you live there? Aaron? So every time I would go, Simon comes down to the garage and gets me. Like whether it's you left two in, in the, the morning. morning. But what if you left, what if you went what to work and you home? left a, a meeting? Um, he will get up and go take me downstairs anytime that I need to. But if he's not there, I would walk 12 flights of stairs. Down is fine, but up? I, I would just either wait for him to come home or I wouldn't go there. So it's, do you feel like it's easier in L.A. to, like, avoid it? Like, because most of your um, friends live in, like, Yeah, I think like people houses in L.A. are a little stuff. more understanding of it. Really? Yes, people's houses don't have elevators unless but you're... But, like, business meetings you go to and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a thing. I have security, to, like, take me up. So are you... Because I think when I first moved here, the embarrassment was a huge part of it. I feel really embarrassed all you the time. You do? Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, because I think It feels now, like very childish. It does. It does. But I think now I've realized that if I just put that aside and I say, you'll get there, you'll deal with it, mm-hmm. it relieves me at least of the anticipatory anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then I get there, you know, and then mm-hmm. I'm like... Now what I do? And then I'm just like, you'll find a way. Someone will come. You'll ask someone. And then you're like deep breathing. You're like. <gasps> no, no, it's true. Because if you think about it, I think when you're younger, you feel really embarrassed to admit it to anyone. So then you think about it three days before you have a meeting. Exactly. And you scope out the building. And you're exactly. like, what kind of plan? Oh, my God, babe. Been the there. The stairs only go down. They don't go oh up. Oh, my God. Do you know that here they fucking lock them? Yeah. So many buildings, okay, in New York. You're like, oh, are there stairs? And they'll say no. And I feel like my husband, even when he went with me to scope out and do exactly what you're saying he would be like how can there be no it's like stairs? illegal it's a fire hazard but i always tell you like think of like put it into perspective so like what that the doesn't help that? Such someone doesn't with help. a fear babe. I know people are afraid help. of pickles mm-hmm. put it in perspective will the pickle fucking kill you okay mm-hmm. great example amanda it's true really? have you seen pickles? them yeah there are people afraid of pickles on murray i've seen it <laughs> for real <laughs> you can't be logical about a phobia yeah right. that's right. what she's saying okay, of course i can when i do the self-talk at night before i have a thing i'll be like you have reception. 
you know, mm-hmm. in the elevator. The which things is you were saying were helping me having reception, but I don't know if you're just like, fuck, what did we get stuck? <laughs> I know, I'm sure that's what you're thinking too. <laughs> but it's also a very slow elevator. I really don't like that. Elevator. I know, it's sorry, really babe. Slow. I really yeah. don't like that. It's like, no, she thought, she was like, are we there? Meanwhile, like the first ding to the first floor <laughs> didn't happen yet. Oh my God. So it wasn't even at the oh, first ding. It was really and she scary. goes to the, uh, to the doorman like, you have cameras inside and there aren't. Oh, he like lied to me. He's like, you're fine. <laughs> Um, but mine is not just exclusive to elevators. Mine is too, though. Claustrophobia. Yeah, I would get this. I wouldn't lock your bathroom door right now. I've, I don't know if you remember. I've I've talked to you about this in our DMs. That we won't go to. Yeah, we won't Thanks lock for remembering. Doors. No, no, no. Our the same, memories, Aaron. No, we talked to like the type of lock and everything that we don't both don't right because like. I think so in flights I think I talked to you about once because yeah. I used to have like my older sister used to fly with me and I asked her to like wait for me it freaks me out to hold that the sucks, door like, though. don't you want to like get over it. Of course, I've been to a kind of, I went to a cognitive behavior therapy for a year and a half, which is like specific for phobias and it does help. And it got me taking elevators at all. With people? With people. Because before. I mean, before I went on a trip to New York with one of my best friends, Charles, and I was like 21 and a friend was like, oh, I, I have an apartment at the top of the Bowery on the 18th floor. You can just stay there for free. And we had like no money. And my friend Charles was like, if you don't fucking take this, I'll murder you. (laughs) And I go, but I can't take the elevator. And he was like, we'll figure it out. (laughs) And so we stayed there and I walked 18 flights up and down three times a day. I never got in that elevator in the Bowery for like five days, not once. Wait, so what did it come from somewhere? Because I think I saw something about your dad being like My dad hasn't been in an elevator in thirty years. Three times in forty years he's been in an elevator. elevator I think I heard he like walked up sixty seven flights in like Japan or something. Yeah, in Singapore, I think. Yeah. Do you think you got this from him? Yeah. I think it I mean it's obvious. I think I did. Like I I avoided elevators with him as a kid. like I Mm. okay, like I told you, I'd never lived with my dad before, right? Or I did until I was three, but I don't like remember that. And when you don't when you're separated from a parent and there's a lot of kids involved I think you're like fighting for what your thing is with them or what attention you can get yeah. and so when I was a kid I'd always be like oh I'll take the stairs with you because I always felt bad for oh, him that's that so cute. it's such a pain in the ass and people yeah. are always annoyed and so I would do that and I was avoiding elevators since I was so young and so then they just became really scary to me my therapist just told me the other week because like I've had a like big progress with it yeah so you I have. started in it yeah wasn't I brave very so I started to, first of all, I had times where like my anxiety was super high. So it affected elevators. So I wouldn't right. take them with people or even with my husband, who's like my safe person, I'd be freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got so much better and worked on it to the point where I was taking it here and at, um, at work, like by myself. Okay. By myself and, um, other elevators, I'd be like, okay, like Amanda, they have to be introduced. Like, no, you're not going to go like my dream, which is weird to say is to go to like a building, be like, bloop, get in, take an elevator selfie, like hit the floor. Like I see people and I'm jealous, you know what yeah, I mean? Me Cause too. I feel like having that it. ease of like, you know, my older sister in her building, her elevator is like going on an airplane. Like you go in you lose reception with the world. It says like um, emergency only, but it's so almost, like fast too. But it's fast, but like I'm like they don't even think about. Yeah. Like my head is going. Oh yeah, you know. Me too. You know what the what I did the other day to Yolan? What my husband's name is Yolan. It's like super Israeli. So we go in this elevator, and I was having thoughts because that's what I do. And then I'm like, ring, and I, <laughs> I press the alarm thing, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's super like. Um, a shy person so for him having any attention is like scary 
And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just, did you know that that worked? Like, I don't know that that worked. I, I just wanted that. to know that it like worked. You didn't get once. scared yeah. it wouldn't stop the elevator? No, oh. that's like the pull button. I know, no, I just no, got that, nervous. That thing calls people and they yeah. answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can talk to somebody. So yeah, yeah but I available. feel like no one's going to be on the other end of that no, line. same, Aaron. That's it's why really the next scary. thing, so I, I pressed the ring thing and then I was like, let me call. And he like kept, I was like, I want to call. Cause I, that's the that's the fear is like how do I know someone's gonna answer how how do I know someone's gonna come so I really hope for us that did we anybody both, answer I, he didn't let me do the second part because oh. I freaked him out with the thing that I rang the whole building yeah. with the with mm-hmm. the bell but I really related to you on that and then Ariel really related to Sarah because <laughs> it'd be really she's always talking to the pilots yes and I always <laughs> tell Amanda I was like and you put why that can't up? I do that like I need Arielle to walk up to the front of the plane and talk Aaron, to pilots. you just have to push oh. your way up Sarah has no like. But you're in first class, Erin. Let's be honest. You're right there next to the fucking pilot. I'm in like row 42. I don't know if they know who's where, though. No, but like I just need to talk to the pilot. Because let me tell you about Ariel. I know Boeing numbers, how many seats are on the plane. She knows engines. She knows engines. Very Sarah Foster. She knows that she's going on a trip soon, and she knows the engine is a Rolls Royce engine. Which isn't good. It sounds good. It's not good. It's not good. I searched the engine. No. But you're claustrophobic and not afraid of elevators. Airplanes? Airplanes. To me, it's like... I'm not afraid of um, like that door is going to open. There's windows and like that door, it's not like a, um, an electronic door that could get like could malfunction. Like you can turn a knob and like push that door open. I can get off that plane. Obviously I can't get off a plane while it's flying, but the whole plane is like electronically like put together. No, but I'm not afraid of crashing. I'm not afraid of an an elevator dropping. Okay. Me same. Cause I get you understand this. I just want to be stuck somewhere. We want, You're stuck if we could plane. control it and it wasn't like, let me press this button and it'll open because this like a hundred thousand year old elevator will probably <laughs> like fucking malfunction. <laughs> so she's saying the, 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 cause for me in a bathroom, let's say if there's a window, I can crawl yes. out. Right. Exactly. Duh, I'll just call, like <laughs> I'll lock any door that has a window. Didn't you put up like a a few days ago? They the cops came to some restaurant you were at because someone got stuck in the bathroom. <gasps> yes, that fucking scared the really, shit out of it me. It really set me back. I gotta be honest. It really. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That. You know why? And you'll really relate to this is because the lock that I'm pretty comfortable with is just like a traditional deadbolt, right? Like it goes in, it goes out, right? Like there's nothing bad that can happen. This This guy was stuck in the bathroom from a traditional, just regular deadbolt that goes left and right, left and right. Like it's the easiest thing in the world. Somehow it got stuck. It just wouldn't turn back. Now I'm like so fucked beyond words. I I can't even. Do you know how my husband gets so mad at me because we'll go places and I'll go to the bathroom and he'll go to the bathroom and then he'll like kind of wait for me and then someone will come so I don't always lock it is my point because like I am claustrophobic and he gets really upset with me because he's super like protective over uh-huh. me. So he's sure that like men are coming in or like that hot chick is peeing. That's yeah. so, you know, I <laughs> get with her. And so which is nice that he thinks that. Yeah, but, sweet. Um, Simon waits outside bathroom doors for me all the time. I went to the bathroom this morning at Rockefeller Center, literally at the Today Show. There's one bathroom for Clang. There's uh, two. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, what does that mean? <laughs> Sorry, this is something I don't name know. Drop. Like or like say something seven. fancy. Yeah, okay, so yeah. well we have to tell people so how insecure I was today because Aaron before coming into doing my podcast which I'm so appreciative mm. of she was at the friggin today show yeah doing big things yeah doing big things what were we talking about there about the bumble stuff we're doing we we're, we're here in New York doing this partnership with Tide so basically Tide has a new product we, I don't have to like hawk it on your podcast but like Tide the laundry yeah Tide laundry they basically have like a high end version of Tide now called studio and like okay. things that you'd be scared to wash because they're too delicate or um, like important to you you don't want to ruin them mm. you can wash them in studio without worrying about 
about it. In so we're studio doing a is like the type of product yeah. that it is. By Tide, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Studio by Tide. So we did the Today Show for that, and there's only like one bathroom for the whole like like floor or something. I don't know why that is. I'm picturing Today Show being on the bottom though, right? Yeah, it's it was like, like below ground almost. Uh, it was like you took went one floor down maybe. Oh, okay. Um, because you see Rockefeller Center from, from yeah, the but I think it's like right one below the street. Mm. And the lock was a dead bull. And I was so traumatized by that thing that I was like, I'm it. just not going to lock it. And there were like a million crew guys around. <laughs> I was like, listen, someone's going to clearly walk in on me with my Whatever. pants down. But at least I won't be locked in here. No, you know, yeah. like how many Those times I've been in though. there peeing while I'm standing, doing this thing where I'm trying to reach like, the, close door. the door. Yeah. And ping. yeah. I know that stance yeah, yeah. so well. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what? The thing is, like, I feel. This is why I probably felt connected to you from the beginning because I feel like when people have a little bit of anxiety, I'm just like, I get them. Like, I've made so many friends that way just because... So if you don't have issues, don't talk to me. I agree. Um, Just because, like, it's such a relatable thing and, like, when you feel it makes someone... You connect to them, like, a lot more just because it's true. true. And you don't feel alone, too. Like, (laughs) you feel so stupid in these little things and you wish you could get out of them and grow out of them and to know that... We're probably not the only ones. Yeah. Hopefully. Because we just true. talked about it. For- <laughs> it's true. It's very, it's very and bonding. Even Erin Foster, you guys. <laughs> even she has real even issues. she has real issues. So Bumble, which is uh, what your, your creative partner on Bumble. Yeah, Sarah and I are heads of creative. And you were starting to tell me before, because I was saying that I met you guys at the, when you were doing a panel in yes. New York. So you were saying that you weren't even creative directors yet. You were No, that's when we panel. met Whitney. So basically Bumble reached out to um, whoever it is that like books us, you know, our managers or whatever, and said, well, Aaron and Sarah come to New York and do this panel with with Whitney Wolf at uh, Bumble at the Bumble Hive, and we had never done any work with Bumble before. We never met Whitney, and we were like, "Yeah, that sounds so fun! Like, come and talk about women in business and working with family and all these things." And so we went, and you you were there. It was so mm-hmm. fun. It, it was, was really so fun. fun. Were you there so, too? Yeah, I went with her. It was so fun and so interesting. It was really great. Yeah. And I mean, I was drunk, so <laughs> I think that really brings out the best in me. And um, sorry, you guys don't get to yeah, see it. Sorry, today. you wouldn't drink tonight. <laughs> sorry, um, but Whitney and I. Uh, Sarah and I just had a really good vibe and after that we had a drink and she was like we're launching Bumble Biz and Bumble BFF and we really need people to come on board that can help really like I guess penetrate different circles of people and get the word out there and be front facing because Whitney can't cover it all and so we started kind of working on what that would look like. And so are you part of the Bumble, the regular Bumble too now of everything? Yeah. I mean, th- we really were brought on to help the launch of Bumble Biz and Bumble BFF, but it's all one company. And mm, so yeah. if you have an idea that's more for date, then you do date and for, you know, for the others. And so we were just in Toronto like three days ago doing a, um, I really want to do more of these events. Sarah and I had a great time. We did an event that Jessica Mulrooney put together. She lives in Toronto. Um, she's like a figure in Toronto. She's, I think, um, she's a stylist and she's mm. like married to Ben Mulrooney, mm. um, who's the prime minister's son. And he has a, I think maybe e, e- talk show or something on Yeah, because that name is really familiar. Um, and we basically did this mentoring event where girl, women on Bumble signed up and, uh, signed up to be mentored by like one of five people. And one of the people was like me and Sarah as a combo. And so 45 women or something came and you, 
all had like stations and they would sit with us and they would get like 10 minutes uninterrupted of just like business advice or life advice or whatever oh, their wow. thing was. And it was really cool. Yeah. I saw you put up a bunch of like just people that you met and what yeah, they're doing. Cause all these women were, were going, you know, I have this business or I have this idea or I have this account. I make jewelry or I have, I run this business or that. And I don't know how to get the word out there. I don't know how to get people to know about it. And I'm working so hard and I'm not getting traction or my audience isn't growing. And I just thought like, well, I have an audience. And so why don't I put you That's up so on nice. here and see, see if it does anything. That's a really nice thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. you could tell there are a lot of people like just in the business and on, on Instagram who like literally just don't want to give you credit for anything. And there are people like you and other people that, you know, are willing to are even to support. I mean, yeah. you know what that means to them? That's probably like a huge, huge deal yeah. to them. So that's yeah. awesome. I mean, I think Bumble's big thing is like what like everyone I tried has BFF a, once. Remember? Did you? It, I mean, listen, it didn't go I well. say yeah. that I'm honest. So I'll be honest. When did I do it? When I moved here? You might have. Yeah, it didn't go well that, for you. Yeah. It's kind of, it's weird. First of all, you know, I know it's that. It's hard to get that's used what I'm saying. to the idea of like finding a friend via like a yeah, kind of like a, I like think, in a dating yeah, like app. I think people definitely aren't used to it yet. And I think, I mean, there's a couple things at play. I don't know what your experience was, but obviously. Very brief. So I don't think I, I can like speak on right, it. Right, right, But obviously. Because I like felt weird about it, you know? Of course. Listen, I think it doesn't feel comfortable for a lot of people to think of finding a friend online, but we've used it a lot um, to try to promote it and we have to spend like an afternoon with someone or whatever. And the truth is, is we've met these really like normal, non-weirdos, non-weirdos, like really normal, like successful, interesting, cool women. And they're like... I'm Swedish and my husband moved to New York for work and I don't know anyone. And I'm just trying to like find girls that are my age that will go like work out with me or get a drink or something, or all my friends are married or all my friends are work friends. I need people who are this or that. And like the way that I kind of think about it too, is in my twenties, I kind of had the friend group that was given to me based on where I went to high school and where I was in the world. And sometimes I used to wish my friends were more eclectic and more artistic and more edgy and maybe I could, we would like make movies together and be like creative. And I didn't really have those friends. My friends, we weren't like sitting at home, like writing scripts together. Like, you know, I wanted like creative, funny, and I had to go find that circle of people. And it wasn't like something that I found naturally. So I had to find it by finding like a comedy theater company or something. And so oh, this is your real like experience. Yeah, this is my real experience. And so when I think of an app like Bumble BFF, I go, oh, you can like, create the type of friends that you want based on looking at people and being like, Oh, this person is 27 and she's a director or she's like an editor. And you're like, Oh, let's like make stuff together. Like that's my version, but there could be a million versions. Yeah. Right. But maybe it's also weird to people. I don't know. It's super cool. I mean, I think, I think it's something to get used to. It's something to get used to because dating apps also used to be weird. So, I mean, there's a million dating apps and they're all really successful. I'm saying they were weird at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be embarrassing to say you met someone. On, on a dating, a dating app, app and true. now it's so normal so I right. think it's going to normalize it's just it's the bumble sort of like the first one to do it might, might even right. the biz, biz thing sense. I really think is such an important thing for women to have because there are so many women there's so many people but we're just like 
we're focused on women right now, right? So there's so many women who have an idea, but they don't have a business partner or they have like a company, but they need someone to help them with it or they lost their job and they need to get hired. And like, it's a really great resource for women who are ambitious or they lost their job or they got laid off or like they want to be around other ambitious women or they want to start a company and they need people to do it with. Yeah. It's just like a great resource. No, it sounds really, really cool. I know it sounds like I'm hawking it, but I actually believe in it. No, I know. I know. It, it does sound like you really believe in it. Yeah. It does sound cool. You kind That's of important to made like choose. Me, made me like re-believe in it. Okay, you good. Know? good. No, I think it's just like, it depends how, I don't remember when, I think we even downloaded it before you were yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, it was even was before. before. Yeah. And yeah. I think I was like, oh, like, let me try this. Like, cause me and my husband just moved here in 2015 after I spent five years in Israel. So my college friends, it was kind of like, uh, my high school friends are all like weirdos. So it was like, I lost touch with them, lost touch with college. And it was sort of like, oh, my friends are in Israel. Yeah. So it's kind of that, like the Swedish girl. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, let me do this. But I think it's a personality. And like, I, I probably need to shave off like layers of ego before I do that. I'm sure it, it takes time getting used to that. And I was like, sure. why are you te- like writing to me? Are you in love with me? You know, it's like <laughs> kind of like, uh, what's happening? Yeah, I get it. You're like, I'm above this. I don't, I don't, I don't need to like find friends on an app. <laughs> But listen, also, like, it's like when some girl goes, I went on a Bumble date and had a really bad date. It's like, well, we can't be held responsible for, like, the quality of guys that you pick to go out with. It's like a bar. The bar isn't responsible for being, like, an asshole in the bar. And then you're an advisor on Get the Mirror. Yes, the mirror. We love the mirror. Should we get the mirror? It's really amazing, I have to say. You use it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I go to the gym, like, maybe three days a week. And then my off days... Yeah, I met Simon at the I mean, gym. I don't see it on your you Instagram, Erin. You met Simon Aaron. at the gym? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good story. Wait, eight? Like, it's usually so people that go to the gym post about it. You don't. I feel like I do, don't I? I need to know the story so. just because, like, I need to know how people start talking at the gym. Yeah, okay, so I'll tell, tell us. Um, so we go to a gym called Studio, not to be confused with Studio by Tide. Um, Studio with an E. It was, like, this company that was started in Vancouver. And it's really, really small. It's, like, a small little office building where you have to be with a trainer to work out there. So they have a team of trainers. You pick kind of the people you vibe with. Let's say you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 a.m. Like, if you have to move to noon one day because you're busy, they have a different trainer available at noon. So you go and you have one-on-one training, but it's really small. So there's only like three people in there at a time. And Simon and I were on the same schedule. So I would see him like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 a.m. And I just like thought he was really cute and he wasn't hitting on me. And I was kind of like, I just became very curious about him. And so I um, found him on Instagram. Shush. And I just knew his name was Simon. I didn't know anything about him or how old he was or anything. And he was private. And I was like, oh, I'm so very curious about this person. No. And so I requested him. <gasps> and he waited like two days. Before he accepted oh your request. Wait, did he admit okay. now that it was like on perp? Yes, of course. He saw it come in. He was like, oh, she wants me. <laughs> Yeah. He like knew right away and he had a really good game. He's like a phenomenal game. Really? Yeah. What was the game? He just like, he's very confident and he, he like knew how to make it so that I was working for it. And then as soon, and then he took over. So mm. he just like knew the right rhythm. And so, uh, I request him. He, and then when he let me in to his Instagram, he didn't, like, in. he didn't like message me or say hi or anything. He just accepted. Just like, accepted me. me uh-huh. peasant. And I looked through his, his thing to look for red flags. I was looking for a girlfriend. I was looking for hoes. I was looking for clubs. <laughs> I was looking for like bottle service. Like what? Where are the red flags? <laughs> and I didn't see any of it. Oh my God. I saw like basketball games and nieces and nephews and like Aww. his parents. And it was like very tame. 
And I'm like, okay, this guy seems really sweet. And then, um, and then he still wasn't asking me out. And I was, I was filming myself exercising because I, I think I have posted it before. Oh, really? And he was making fun of me in the background. And so I tagged him in it. And then he, then he wrote me and was like, I have like 300 friend requests or something. Like, what did you do? I'm a really private person. I was like, mm, got your attention. <laughs> and then he asked me out to like juice after we worked out one oh day. We're, like, no, we're like, no, no makeup, sweaty, gross. And we went to have juice and we talked for like an hour and a half. That's the best way though. Yeah. It was really cute. We just had this, this vibe and he was like, I don't want to settle down. I'm not interested in being in a I was relationship. Just ask if he, so he was like looking. No, he was like, I'm not looking. And and he was 33 and I was 35. And I was like, all right, cool. Like you're like same. I was like actually <laughs> truthfully. I mean, even though I was 35 and I'm 36 now, and obviously I need to be looking. I was kind of not in a place where I was looking because like when you turn, you're 31, you're 26. I don't know. Something happens. You're already married. So it's like, there's less pressure. But when you are 35, something happens where you're not in your early thirties anymore. You can't get away with being like, I have time. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm figuring it out. People start to ask you if you plan on adopting, like people just give up on you. And people think it's like a very scary age to say out loud. And it kind of scares guys off because it feels like you're in major panic. Right. Like you're going to want a baby. Like the minute you women kind of treat you like they feel sorry for you or like you really haven't figured it out. And then it's too late to figure it out. And I really hated that feeling. And I was just like, I refuse to be the girl that's like freaking out and panicking and trying to turn every date into like, is this my husband? I just like, don't want to be that person. So I took the pressure off myself and I was like, I'm going to go out with whoever I want to go out with. I'm not going to like force some relationship that's not meant for me. And I'm just going to like live my life. And I just tried to take the pressure off. And so when Simon said that to me, I was like, great. I'm actually not in a place where I'm trying to force anything either. And we started hanging out and we really liked each other. And like, I had a crush on him, but I believed what he told me. So I did not try to force anything. And then I went on a trip to New York and I went out with somebody else. And how'd you know it wasn't like exclusive? Cause we hadn't even like slept together. Uh, It was like the beginning. It was a very, it was the very Mm. beginning. And, um, and then he was like, when do you get back to LA? I'm going to pick you up from the airport. I was like, you don't pick up people up from the airport. That's like a thing in LA, right? You do not do that. Cause the traffic. (laughs) It's just like, it's just too hard to do. Okay. And I was like, that's really nice. And I was really nervous. And I like put makeup on, on the airplane. I was like, drink like two glasses of wine. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this feels like embarrassing. I'm like wheeling my bag. You know, it's just like awkward. You don't know each other yeah. that well. Yeah. And I just like have my little like away roller. And I just felt like kind of stupid. And then he picked me up and like, I got in the car and we're like holding hands and we like kissed on the lips. And I was like, it's so weird. This like feels like he's my boyfriend, even though he's not. And, and then he said to me, we got home and he was like, okay, I could tell you're with somebody else in New York. You went on a date with somebody else. I really didn't like it. I did not like how that felt. How did he know? I guess I'm just really bad at, you know what I think? I think when you're trying to make someone jealous, it doesn't work. And when you're really not trying to, they feel it. So you weren't. I was not. You weren't like, uh, not at all. I wasn't like, Oh, I have to go. I'm going to dinner with someone. (laughs) It wasn't like that. I think I just was like probably talking to him and then I stopped communicating for a while. Yeah. yeah. And so he felt it and he was like, I didn't like that. And I'm going to take you on a proper date. And I think you need to like pay more attention to what's happening here. Cause I think like something important is happening. And I was like, okay. And then we went on like one real date and he was like, do you have a feeling that I might be your person? Shut up. Honestly, I do. He's like, so do I. I was like, okay, well, I think you are. He was like, me too. It was crazy. And he really is. 
amazing. But see, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I really do, and I'm not a cliche kitschy person, but I really do believe that it's worth waiting for, like, the real thing. Like, when you see mm-hmm. even friends of mine who have settled or have tried, and it doesn't work to settle because I've seen friends, you know, fighting for the same relationship. It's not working. You keep on breaking up. He's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And you're honest, and they hate you for it. Mm-hmm. And it happens again and again, and you're like, don't be, and you want to say, like, don't be fucking f- afraid that you won't be with anyone because you feel it, you f- so feel it when someone's in a relationship because they're just, like, scared yeah. that they won't be in one if they don't hold on to this thing because they put the time in it. So I really do believe that the right person does come. I also do come. believe people meet for a reason. You know, like the gym thing, the same time, the same days. It's true. I feel like it ha- all happens for a reason at the time that it's supposed to happen. And that you let you know? go yeah. sort of at that time. And it usually does happen when you like kind of let go. Yeah, just you're not let expecting shit happen. anything. Yeah. But I also think, because I mean, there are a lot of women who go, you know, there's so many assholes out there and there's like, so many shitty guys and like there's no options and this and this and that. But like, you really have to be accountable for your own circumstances. Yes. And I dated a lot of really, really bad people, like really shitty guys, but I was a part of that relationship too. And I could have walked away way faster than I did. And so there are a lot of women who put up with something that they don't deserve, but it's on you if you're there for two years. Yeah. Like those are two precious years that you could have had working on yourself. Yeah. And if you're not going to therapy and you're not looking at your own shit and you're not understanding what your patterns are and your bad habits are, you will not find the right person because if he puts himself in front of you, you won't know what to do with him. Yeah. And by the time I met Simon, I had done so much work on myself and I had been with so many shitty fucking people that I actually knew the difference between something good and real and something like fake and obsessive and like bullshitty and I just was ready for it for the first time in my life so So like it doesn't doesn't just present itself to you and it just like you 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 aren't entitled to it you have to earn it like it's hard yeah you know and you have like you know relationships are hard you have to like know yourself mm-hmm. and you have to know yourself you really have to be willing to put in the work and so i just think some people blame everybody else but like it it's partially my fault that there's a sociopath that i was with for a year it's his <laughs> right. fault for being a sociopath but like it's my fault for I dating it it's like around. dating in la or in new york because in new york it's i just feel impossible. like if you're not on a dating app there is no way you're meeting anybody you it's, know hard. What I mean? it's hard because like in new york in new york because mm-hmm. like yeah it's so We're fast. Everyone's it's, running. Like, it's you're, really hard. Like, meeting someone at a bar. It's like, yeah. where are you going to meet someone? Mm-hmm. If you're not in a in a in some sort of framework, if you're not at, in you're a meeting school like a or a job. That's yeah. so interesting because it feels to me like New York has so many opportunities. Not that you're, like, bumping into someone on the street necessarily like a movie, but that you just are around people all the time. In LA, everything is events. Right, true. And it's the same 30 people over and over and really? over again. Yeah, there's, like a movie scene and an art scene and a writer scene. And, and if you're in whatever one scene, you're just seeing the same people. Every, every dinner I go to in LA is the same people. Wait, Aaron, do people slide into your DMS like dudes guys? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I always like screenshot them and send them to Simon to remind him that he's lucky <laughs> that other people That's want great. me. Um, but honestly, I get more, DMs from girls saying we should be friends. Yeah. I get yeah, so yeah. many requests from girls being like, I'm coming to LA in two weeks and I just know that we would be the best friends. Like, do you Aww. want to get lunch? And I'm just like, no. I mean, I can't have lunch with a stranger. I really want to say, I know I've said it a lot. Like, true, valid. 
Thank you. You know, we're really deep today. Well, she's a wise 36 year old. (laughs) I have so much wisdom to share. How many years of wisdom? But I just want to say again that, like, I swear to God, and Arielle will tell you this, like, I knew when we started the podcast, like, that I would ask you to do it. Uh And I was like, I have to ask Aaron, I have to ask Aaron, just because, like, I really feel like. Just when I, you're part of like when I started Instagram and I, and I started it like really just like, it was actually when I moved here and I was like depressed and I was like, cause like when you're depressed, good things come out of it, of you know, then you write and then you like, <laughs> yeah, you do things. So, so I, and then, um, you were friendly to me on Instagram and I remember just always thinking of you in a really like, in a, in also a really positive light. way and always saying like. When, when I started the podcast, I told, like, my producer, like, I'm going to ask Aaron Foster. And then you said yes, because you're so cute. Of course I said yes. And here. I was so excited to be here. I know. I'm so, like, insecure. <laughs> okay, let me tell you why I'm insecure. No, 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 no. Let me tell you why I'm insecure. Okay, we said you came from the Today Show. Check one. Okay, check two. I was like, oh, my God, she's been to Kim Kardashian's house, and she's coming to my house. Wait, like, what Sarah am I going to do? Wait, Kim Kardashian. So, yes, and then I said um, that to myself as an insecure thing. I was like, Erin's yeah. been to Kim Kardashian's house, and she's coming to my house because I record my house. I've and actually then, never been to her house, I don't think, is the truth, if I'm being honest. I don't think I ever have. I'm, like, thinking for you. I'm like, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> I went to some, went I went to, to like, a, a makeup launch of hers or something last summer, but I don't think it was at her house. It was it, someone else's house, I think. But okay. Sarah was at her house but with the baby Sarah shower. Sarah was just there. So I said this to myself in a, like, Erin, like, grew up with Kim in her house. But <laughs> then Sarah, who joined you today in New York, right, yeah. was stayed in L.A. for the shower? No, well, we were both in Toronto uh, Wednesday to Friday. So she went back to L.A.? Yeah, because she has kids. So yeah. basically, we were both in L- We were in Toronto Wednesday to Friday, and then we had to be in New York for work Monday, Tuesday. So I was like, well, I'm going to go to New York and see our little sister and her baby and hang for the week. That's so the weekend. And I got the invite to Kim's baby shower, and it was during the weekend. And like, I'm going to... There weren't a lot of people there, so you guys are like in the... I thought it would be a lot bigger from what I saw, and... um. And I couldn't you go. Like RSVP, no. Yeah, RSVP, what? no. <gasps> I know. And, and I wrote she's her. Here, like, you guys. She's like, I, can't I said, Kim, I have to do the not skinny uh, <laughs> podcast. I can't be there. I, I have can't. bigger things no, to wait, do. But it was, okay, I'm sorry if you're like friends with Kim. I love the Kardashians, but yeah, the CBD baby shower yeah. is kind of. It's a funny theme. <laughs> it is a funny <laughs> to theme. do for a baby shower. It's very like, in, like I don't I feel know if you're pregnant. Oh, if you take it, CBD. I think you might because it's not no. Safe. You can't because I got sent CBD, which I'm so anxious that I can't even fucking yeah. get myself to t- No, listen, I actually took it one day. <laughs> I took it. I'm like sitting at home and I'm like, she had like the placebo effect. No, I literally was like, I'm so. I was like, oh, hi, hi. <laughs> First of all, I looked up a thousand times that it was like no THC. I really relate to this. I know, babe. <laughs> but I'm also, you, you should know that like um, Kim... Because I did know her when we were younger. But again, if you remember from earlier, I wasn't cool, right? So I was the one that like Sarah's friends would like have to say hi to me or they would like ignore me or they'd be like, oh God, like let's <laughs> pretend like Sarah's I don't know age. her. She's Sarah's age. I think maybe she's a year older, but they're, I think they're the same age. And they were kind of closer than I ever was to her. I wasn't like directly friends with her. I was the little sister that was always around. So like we always like are around each other, but she didn't like give me the time of day. And... And I saw her after she became famous at, like, a nail salon. And I was like, I'm sure she's not going to say hi to me. Because, like, we grew up around each other. But, like, if you can ignore someone from high school, you do. You know? (laughs) Especially if you become Kim Kardashian, you definitely can. Right. And she, like, walked over to me with her pedicure, like, toes. And was like, hi, Erin. What are you doing? She is exactly the same person today. It's the weirdest thing to be that famous. And it didn't change her. 
She has the same personality. She's still as nice. And like, I'll text her or DM her random things like, can I talk to your fertility doctor? Or do you have this person's thing? And she writes back right away. She's very on top of like, if you need something or help, she's just like very responsive. You know what I heard? I heard someone talk about the Kardashians lately. Because a lot of times you do hear really bad things. And I mean, I'm a Kardashian fan, but... Someone said, like, have you ever heard anyone who worked with them, makeup people, stylists, like, them? that didn't, that, like, said something bad about them? Yeah, like, yeah. no, because yeah. they're probably good to work with, and they're yeah. probably nice and respectful. That's and true. Yeah. And, um, I think that, you know, even if you have your opinions, which everyone's entitled to with different things in their life or their show or anything like that, um, they, they are nice people. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you can't take that away from them. And, and maybe that's not the most important quality to somebody, but... But they have it. Yeah. I mean, I'm all, I'm in for the ride. Like, whatever mm-hmm. they're selling. Um, I mean, not selling because I don't, like, buy the stuff. Um, but Skinny I did put tea. your deodorant. So if I smell. So Erin influenced me, everyone. Yeah, she got me one, too. I got, aren't yeah, I a cute yeah. sister? Because I bought so two. <laughs> it's so cute. You got one because I posted about it. No, I yeah. asked you about it, Erin. I was like, does it really work or is it an no, ad? I know. And you said it really works. It really does. But let me tell you guys. It's sticky. <laughs> It's sticky. I feel like sweating. It's listen, sticky. But that's listen. the problem with natural deodorant. I love like, Dove all and I love the like, you know what's consistency? Cancer. I know. True. Breast cancer know. is like pretty brutal, I, I think. I know. Stop. <laughs> yeah. More than being sticky, I'm just saying. But Aaron, if you're comparing to the everything. Like you, you're pretty good. You do like the natural deodorant. We're talking about a natural deodorant um, that Aaron uh, recommended on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then you also, I saw you do like the freaking nail polish. Organic you take it to the salon. Organic nail polish. I'm wearing it now. I brought that's it with great. me. That's great. I think that's So you're doing really everything important. organic? Like body lotion? Like everything, everything? I really am trying. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, and I don't know if you guys eat like organic food or whatever, but like really I really truly believe that if you are putting like chemicals and toxic shit in your body like what do you think is going to happen you think your body just like naturally absorbs it and digests it it doesn't people that fucking get sick that's my I know it's super immature but what always comes to mind to me is like what about people that aren't putting all that shit in them and they're avoiding yummy things and and they get sick right well they have a phone on their body emitting like nasty fucking rays all the time and they're eating bad food all the time in restaurants and like you are like everywhere we go we're covered in like fucking toxic shit all the time yeah. so yeah. everyone's vulnerable to it to a different degree try to just limit the toxins yeah, knocking on wood I know Simon always tells you it's very Jewish to like oh not, is he Jewish? yeah I have to convert I like him more. Wait, you have to convert yeah I get to convert <laughs> oh this is exciting you're gonna be a Jew? yeah I mean if you have a shame it's not the Damn. <laughs> Leo's waking up. Uh-huh. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's a Charlotte. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. Right. I was just asking him today. I was like, is it true that they say no the first three times? He was like, no. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Wait, he probably doesn't know, though. Like, well, what it but takes he says that that's not true. Is it's it probably true? not true. I don't think it's true. It's probably not true. But it's, it's I mean, A, it's the fact that you're going to do it is a huge deal. It is yeah. a big deal, yeah. How do you feel about that? It's complicated for sure. I mean, because it's one thing to say you're going to do something, and then when you actually start Wait, to do you like, have to because his family is religious, or just to get married, like on. Like, it's more important to Simon than I think. I mean, yes, I think for his family they're Russian Jews, and it's very important. Like his parents are immigrants; he's first generation, okay. so it's I think from a Russia. Much, from Russia. 
I think it's a much more, uh, it's not that they're more religious than my other Jewish friends, but I think it means something different to an immigrant who like couldn't be Mm. Jewish where they lived. And so, um, I think it's, it's a complicated issue, but it's something that for me, like Simon has really great family values and he comes from a really loving home with parents who are married to each other. And he's like, I know how to build a home that has like stability and consistency and values and traditions. And I was like, I want that, you know, and I don't know how to give that to kids because I didn't have that. So if that means being Jewish, then like sign me up. Yay. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Free welcome. (laughs) Okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Um, What I did want to ask you about that was important just because we're the same is that we're three sisters Mm -hmm. and I actually talked about it with Arielle like at other times because I know that you and Sarah do like everything together and you have a third sister here, Jordan, who's, Mm -hmm. um, what is she? she, She's a stylist. So how does that work? Like, does she get jealous? Is she like, I'm living my own life. Like, I don't care. Like, is it hard? She doesn't get jealous because Jordan, like, really doesn't want the spotlight. She does not like attention. And obviously, Sarah and I love attention. (laughs) Um, Sarah and I's partnership was not intentional. Like, we didn't set out to be partners. So it wasn't like we embarked on something without Jordan. Like, I was a writer. I was an actress in my 20s, but, like, a failed actress. Sarah was a working actress, and I was a writer. And this show idea came about Barely Famous, where it made sense for us to put ourselves in it and write it and create it and produce it. And Jordan didn't want to be a part of it because she's not in that world. She does not want to be in Hollywood. She doesn't live in L.A. She doesn't like the vibe. All the things that are bad about L.A., like, really bother Jordan. She Mm. just doesn't care to be around it. And so she was really happy for us. She honestly is way better than us. She's She's way cooler than we are. She's really happy for us, like, in our success. She's very happy for us. And, like, Jordan and I are really close. And I call her and complain about Sarah so much. That's great. That I think she's, like... I think I'm lucky that I'm not in business with my sister because it's she like... She doesn't have that extra layer of yeah, like... Yeah, it can be really toxic. When you're working with your sister, I don't know if it's... I mean, you guys seem very peaceful, but Sarah and I fight all the time and Jordan's like feels so grateful that she removed herself so that she can have a healthy relationship with everyone and not have to be... But I think for her, it's weird probably that people refer to the foster sisters and like she's, she's a not, foster sister too. And yeah. people probably... Not a lot of people know. Yeah, they think that she... They don't know she exists. But she thinks that people... <laughs> Like, aren't, don't bring it up around her because they assume it bothers her. Oh. That she's, like, jealous, but she really isn't. But she's, like, happy she for you. That. She chooses that. She chooses it. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. give a shit. With us, it's, like, well, I have my own thing. And then I brought Arielle to do the podcast with me just because I was, like, I won't talk to myself. Yeah. Like, duh. And also, she and I talk about, like, celebrity gossip and stuff like that. So it made sense. And, like, my older sister, we love just the same, doesn't know who, like... The difference between like Kim and Courtney. So like obviously she's not gonna be part of she's this. Less in it, yeah. And I feel like she can sometimes not think about that and just like be upset. Yeah. Or like think about the thing though. She You're feels not left in, out. Right. Yeah. But you like, but you don't even really want to talk about this. And yes. I'm like and I, I feel like for her, I would take the road of like well, I'm cooler than like that. So like, she needs to you have got, a little Jordan in her life. She needs to have a Jordan really in her does. life, and like that's what I feel. Like. She has a baby. She's like married. Yeah. So I feel like she should 
you know, be happy in her own thing. And I feel like that's what it seemed like from your guys' situation. Yes. Like, she has her own thing. She's We're not. lucky because, Jordan, we just never had that conflict. It's never been an argument. It's and it's never so interesting because with three, I feel like there's it's always like even number. a group of three friends. There's, like, two that are closer. Like, it's hard with a group of three, but it's really unique that you guys have that relationship. Three is really tough. I think we're really lucky that we all figured out kind of who we were and what we wanted to do at a perfect time. And so there is no, like, competitiveness. Yeah. Erin, thank you so much for thank being you here. For I feel like I'd me. want to talk to you about like a million more things. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing like anything from you guys like on TV. Thank you. Well, it's great to talk to you guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. Uh, there will be a new episode every Tuesday, as you probably know. I hope you enjoyed this one. I definitely have. Please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you uh, love, which you probably do, um, the podcast. And uh, I want to thank my producer and editor from the Podglomerate. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.